going physical and all y'all, ayy Bunch of criminals and money in my phone calls, ayy Me okay, we let the A1 fly Relocate, jump on the same G5 Check it for me heavy, cause I go, yeah, go, yeah Hello everybody and welcome to the Ozone That is the LA representer Hot rapper Kendrick Lamar dropped his new album Hot as fish grease, huh? T-Rock, man And he went down there and shut down Coachella real quick He let him have it just like we about to let you have it. So let's get it out. I am your host, Omar Miller. You are live in the Ozone. I'm here with my brother, Terry. The icons. With a good eye. How's that eyeball feeling? It's an icon. Oh. <laughs> we also got a birthday shout. Ernie the sound man. Let's go. Do it. It's your birthday. You're going to record it like it's your birthday. <laughs> and you know you don't need no sound because it's your birthday. All right, folks. Let's get into it. Got a couple things to cover. Primarily today, we don't even really talk that much hoops, but it is the playoffs. I know that the icons usually boycott the first round, but now that it's official, he's a sportscaster. I'm sure he watched a couple <laughs> games. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> so we want to talk about all the series. We want to talk about the Clippers implosion, which I witnessed from the wood. And which I've called <laughs> early in the season. And I wish you would. And then uh, we got to talk about some tragedy that swept over the sports world. Uh, down in the desert and out east. And want to talk some baseball. Oh, my goodness. It's happening. I mean, it's all the time. The Yankees are on fire. Got to talk about the Yankees. Fuego. Got to talk about Puig. Ah, uh, Puig is getting you right now. <laughs> He's making me eat it. <laughs> He's making you eat it. Now, I like Puig, though. That's the, you know, I, I love Puig. It's just that they pushed him too early, and then he bought into his own hype, and he never could perform up to the standard that they thought that he could. He's doing it now. And he's doing it now after four or five years. I mean, let's lead it off. Go ahead. Let's fire up baseball. And if you want to start with that. We can start with but basketball's hot right now. Basketball's hot. So let's talk about it. Ozone was live on the wood at the Staples Center. I decided to give the Clippers one more chance. How did that work out for you? Just give me one more try. <laughs> and they let you down as usual. So long. <laughs> Goodbye. One love to George Michael. Yeah, it, it went the wrong way. And you know, I mean, this is unacceptable. Rudy Gobert got hurt on the first play of the game. I was thinking to myself, I was like, ooh, Clippers about to blow them out. And the Clippers lost. And the Clippers lost. And I'm going to tell you something else. It wasn't just that they lost. It was the way that they lost. For most of the game, the Jazz actually just looked like the better team. They need to dismantle that squad. I've been screaming it from the rooftops. I don't know if anybody's heard me. But You're on record on the yeah, Ozone. That team is not right. Yeah, it's, it's just it's, not that they don't gel. They're not gelling. They are not Magellan. Uh, they are definitely in slow motion, BB. And it's unfortunate. I mean, I sat right next to the guys, and it was all love on the sideline. Guys were pumped up. One thing I'll say is the guys were focused. They, and you could tell. They seemed way more focused than they are during the regular season games. Uh-huh. And uh, Doc was pumped. Guys came out amped. And Well, Doc is always pumped, though. <laughs> <laughs> he needs a lozenge. I brought some with me. He didn't want them. Halls of medicine didn't matter. So, but uh, you know, so in watching the game, I was even more discouraged. Put it like that. Because it's discouraging to watch in person. You really feel like you got ripped off when you go to the Staples Center and watch the Clippers play. I didn't feel like that this time. Oh, I didn't. You, you I didn't, didn't feel like no, 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 no. I mean, it was a buzzer beater game, and I didn't feel like shouldn't it got ripped off. Be, it shouldn't be a buzzer beater game with their their center out and everything else. Whatever. I didn't feel like I got ripped off. Okay. You know, however you feel about it. And I mean, you're so extreme. I think you need a hormonal balance. But uh, this is, uh, this is the, you know, they, I am agree. I am in full agreement with Next Victim 
when he called months ago when I was so disappointed in the Clippers and gave up my season seats that I, I hate to say this, but I think I, I agree they need to blow up the team. Thank you. I agree. Uh, and possibly including Doc. It's going to be interesting to see. You need to, to start see. with Doc. It, it's it's going to be interesting to see because Austin Rivers is coming back, and I think he's actually going to make a big difference because Austin Rivers helps move the ball because he has that youth that they need. Because the Clippers, I don't know. They got they a lot a, of they got a crazy talent. They, they have may crazy. have more talent on the on paper than anybody. As far yes. as one through twelve, they may have more talent than anybody in the league. Their system is flawed. They don't play as a unit. It seems. And this is the problem. This yeah, is what I saw comes more from clearly. The top. This is what I saw more clearly. What I saw was. You know what? The ball movement was good, and sometimes it goes into the black hole of Blake Griffin, and it's just that he takes too long to make his move. What? That's the coach's job now. He could say after he goes over film and say, Blake, look, the ball is dying with you, and we need to, you know. But then when you look at his numbers, Blake's numbers are deceiving. He has, but he has His numbers are stupid. Yeah, just like a lot of those guys in the NBA. A lot of Russell Westbrook. Not a lot of guys. Not a lot of guys. Going to take a cheap <laughs> shot at Russell Westbrook. Why got to be cheap? Yeah, because that's how you roll. You, yeah, you're I'm too much <laughs> Charles Shaw. Yeah, I'm you, too much drinking Chuck. cheap wine. That's what you're doing. Hey, too much Chuck has beat out a lot of the great wines. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the record, said in the eyes of many alcoholics. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, no, you know the ball slows down and the defense isn't what it could be. And the thing that I see, the thing that I point out is, I wish I had some statistics on exactly what the numbers were for DeAndre Jordan when Chris Paul or Blake Griffin is hurt. Because when one of them is hurt, the ball goes through DeAndre Moore, and he usually gives you like 15 and 20, 14 and 19 crazy center numbers. This kid has the potential to really be dominant. Well, for me— Bad free throws and all. Yeah, well, for me, it's all about how you score your points because there's been a lot of guys in the past who scored a lot of points, but the way that you get your points are very, very important. Like Shaquille O'Neal, he got his points, and he took the whole other opponent with him. He did. He takes you right through the rim with him. Blake got his points last night, and what happened? They lost. It doesn't matter. You know, so if you don't get your points in the right flow of the game, per se, it's not going to work. Well, but see, but this is the thing. It was in the right flow of the game early. That okay. Blake put up probably 20 and three quarters, or maybe even 26, 28. I don't know. If, I think he scored two points in the fourth quarter. And when Chris Paul hit that shot that had 11 seconds left, I was like, ah, here we go. This is, they're going to go to OT. It's all good. And then Joe Johnson came down and they didn't double him. And Joe Johnson's a real deal. He's been a real deal for a long time. Joe Johnson picked up a $100 million contract because he's the real deal. Yes. And you remember, before they were just giving out $100 million contracts. Yeah, and not only that, Joe Johnson used to be like a superstar in the he league. Used to be he a was like a number one scoring type of guy. I agree. And and so he put their lights out. And what was interesting was a lot of people saw Big O on the screen because I had a lot of people contact me and tell me they saw me on TNT with my mouth open, with my Dodgers hat on. And it was interesting hearing the guys walk back to the locker room because there was a lot of profanity. People were upset. And the main thing it's that be I, sort of embarrassing, right? It was totally embarrassing. They didn't want to make eye contact with anybody, you know. And um, one thing that I noticed was the main thing you heard, and Raymond Felton was really upset, and he was like, "Man, we got a double, we got a trap." And they didn't. They never brought pressure to get the ball out of Joe Johnson's hands. And now, don't you he think, went coast to coast. Yeah, and now don't you think that they've practiced that and they've spoke about it in the past? They have scouting reports and everything. Here's my thing. I don't think any of that matters, and this is why. This is a fundamental thing that you do when you know how to play the game. You know, this is like taking on 3-0 unless it, when you're down three. You know what I mean? Yeah, if, if, you're, if you're down one or if it's the game is, you know, early in the game, you might go deep on 3-0 right. or at least give it a hack. 
But this is something that instinctually you need to know about the game. And the issue that I saw was is that nobody stepped up to do what was necessary to force Joe Johnson to pass and make somebody else beat them. And I think it was it was terrible because that's not something even that. I don't put that one on Doc. That's on the players because you guys are in the flow of the game. And the key to it, which I saw happen in another series, which had the opposite outcome, was the Utah Jazz coach didn't call a timeout. He didn't call a timeout, which did not allow the Clippers to get their defense set, which meant that you know you couldn't get DeAndre Jordan to double. You couldn't get guys to double right, to block right. shots and so on and so, so forth. So basically at that point, they had to depend on their instincts, which they – didn't have. Which they keep coming up short with. And something about the team doesn't gel. There was talk Doc at the stadium. Put that team together, though. That, that, it's not that it's a bad team. It's just that for some reason they can't get it done. And there was talk at the Stable Center of Steve Ballmer taking his ball and going home. There was talk at the Stable Center of, well, why not? What, Steve Ballmer's an emotional dude. We're talking about the new owner of the Clippers. What's to stop him from just saying, you know what? I'm taking the team to Seattle. You guys can have L.A. It's a Lakers town anyways. And Seattle would love to have us. And uh, and maybe that'll the change of scenery and a couple moves and we can make moves. That has to be signed off on by the NBA, though, right? You can't just decide that you want yeah. to move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying with the way that things are going nowadays, we, speaking of which, we got a special caller talking about a very big move in sports coming up later really? this episode. Yeah. But uh, it was disappointing. I mean, Gobert's not playing again tonight. And um, I got it from the horse's mouth that Austin Rivers said that he should be back around game three or four. And... I tell you, it was it was disheartening. For the most part, the Jazz looked like a better team. Just plain and simple. They had better ball movement. They weren't one on one points. They were, you know what I mean? They were picking rolls. They mm-hmm. were it was just great ball movement, plays off of defense, creating offense. And the Clippers can never pull away. And that that four five matchup is a tough one because it usually can go either way. They need to cut these things down to five games. Now, this is the other thing that we can talk about, which we talked about last year in the Ozone, and we'll talk about every year. I was happy to hear Jeff Van Gundy speak on it. Why in the world is the first round? Ah, you know what? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna, I'm from Reseda. I'm gonna go ahead and hmm. and 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 take back something that I said. You know what? what? I don't even mind the first round being seven games now. But why do we have to play Saturday and then again Tuesday? Why did the Warriors play last night and don't play again till Wednesday in the same city? This is a full milk job. This is just them milking the the the, yes. the, the viewers. And and I think it just incenses you and me so much because it infringes on baseball season. <laughs> no, it, it incenses <laughs> me because I actually know that they're milking me. And yeah. and, and yeah. I think that it dilutes the competition. So I feel like if you cut it down to five, you might get a little bit more competitive or, you know, the competition juices start to flow a little bit more because it's pressing. I have five games to get it done. I don't have seven games to get it done. So I have to have my act together right now. Right now. And also the underdog has a much better chance of actually yeah. winning uh, in the. This is where the numbers are the numbers because in seven games, the numbers are going to pan out for that team. For the better team. Unless there's an injury. And this is why the Super Bowl is so interesting because it's one game. And, you know, and this is why boxing is so inter- interesting in tennis matches and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, you know what? I don't know if the Clippers are going to pull this series out. Um Let's they use anyway sacrificial lambs for whoever they whoever else they play in next the next round. Yeah, it's uh, all spe- theater, dude. And speaking of which, we got uh, last night's game between the Rockets and the Thunder was a laugher. It was tight early, and it turned into a laughter uh, a laugher after Stephen Adams 
actually gave a great screen on Patrick Beverly. That's not Stephen Adams bad. Patrick Beverly's team has to tell him that there's a screen from a 7-5 ogre out there. <laughs> and and they didn't tell him that. And somehow or another that sparked them up. They went on a crazy run. You know, it is what it is. I actually don't think that series matters much either, to be honest. Houston's uh, going to the next round. Houston's going to the next round. It's a foregone conclusion. Um, so we don't really need to cover much on that. You know, the the Memphis Grizzlies blew a very big lead in the first quarter of that game against the Spurs. Then the Spurs did what the Spurs do. Gave you the Spurs. They 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 keep playing the game fundamentally sound and until you give in. Eventually it will work. And then they blew them out. Yes. <laughs> Kawhi showed up. The Aldridge <laughs> showed up. And it was, you know, it was ugly. Um, I, there's a series that I do want to talk about, though, because I believe that, like we talked about before, and I have to give it to you, the Milwaukee Bucks are real. Speak on it, son. <laughs> the Greek freak is not playing with anybody. I told you, the kid is literally unstoppable. I mean, the kid wing- is as good as anybody in basketball. Yes, his wingspan is unbelievable. What? How tall is he? Like six nine? I think some six and eight, six his, nine. As long as his arms are, he's probably like what seven three, <laughs> something like that. He, I think he's still six nine. Well, the wing, <laughs> wingspan. Let's go wing. <laughs> we go wingspan uh, on you. <laughs> I think that. Uh, but he's unstoppable. And then you have a dominant big man. You have great shooters on the outside. And you have a young uh, point guard. And you have Delhi there. Della Vadova has, has, has championship experience. Has championship experience. On the, the grill. The, yes. The only problem is Jason Kidd. And this is going to be interesting to see if he can snatch uh, defeat from the jaws of victory. <laughs> yes. Because. And I think he, he might. The NBA did everything that they could to, to keep Toronto in that game. Yes. There was bogus foul calls. Yes. They did everything that they could. And pretty soon they're like, okay, forget it. They, you, they you guys are just <laughs> This just isn't your night, Toronto. Where's Drake at? Let's go make some beats in the sixth. And, uh, and yeah, man, it was – it was. I mean, that was domination that they put down on them. They can put it down on everybody. And as much really as I love could. the Cavaliers, they can put it on the Cavaliers because they have a solid squad. The weakest link is the coach. And, and the NBA will never in the Milwaukee world – Milwaukee is not that type of market. <laughs> the, the, the NBA will never let Milwaukee beat the Cavs. Yes. I don't care no. what they, – they they might actually send a hitman out <laughs> to break Giannis Antetokounmpo's <laughs> leg before they let that happen. Uh, and an actual hitman, like in a black long trench coat, not like a, a, a bruiser from the other team. But yeah, so, um, but I'm I'm really impressed with them. I think I don't see any reason why they can't give what they gave the other night every night to the to the Raptors. That's because Jason Kidd plays with the lineup. He plays with it all the time. I mean, some nights you see Greg Monroe give you 15 minutes, and then other nights he give you gives you 20, 25. Uh, what minutes. I saw him was 14 and 15 is what I saw. Which and you very can see impressive. it every night if you leave him and let him play. That's what the big man does, especially in the playoffs, because everybody knows that the game goes to a half-court set. Especially in the East. Yes. Where it's a smaller game. And now you can do your thing with a a kid like the Greek Freak and Greg Monroe and these other role players. Come on, man. Forget about it. And, you know, my sleeper, I guess your sleeper would have been the Bucs for the the playoffs. My sleeper in the East is uh, the Washington Wizards. I got a chance to go to a few Wizards games this year, and, man, when they got – their whole team, and they're kicking on all cylinders. John Wall's as good a point guard as anybody in basketball. He sure is. And and Beal is real. Otto Porter's real. Gortat gives you just enough. I don't think that – I like Nene on that squad and everything. Oh, no, no, Nene's on Washington. I'm in Houston now. But when Nene was there, Nene was very effective, and I feel like they need Nene now. I feel like they could – I think everybody needs him a good everybody Nene, baby. Everybody need a good Nene. <laughs> but they need, really need a Nene now because you need – Now watch me way up. <laughs> and then watch Nene. you. Nene. <laughs> yeah. Watch you. Way up. Way up. Then, then I Nene. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but you know, you need a guy like that on a playoff run. I agree. And when Gortat sits down, they don't really have anybody to bring. They don't in have that. They, thump. they don't have that. And I don't think they have enough to get over the hump. Still, because Otto Porter is as nice as he is. He's still not consistent. He's in and out. Right. Bradley Beal is nice, but they just don't have the consistency. Besides John Wall. And then, I don't know. Beal, I think Beal, when he plays, is actually that guy. Um, but John Wall has so much heart and ability that he sure can does. make up for a lot of inconsistencies for the other players, which is what great players do. You know, and uh, I mean, you know, I was watching the series, and when you look at Atlanta on paper, Atlanta should go to the finals on paper with that team, but yeah. they don't, they're just, you they're not, they're not winners. Not do it. No, no, no. They're not even going <laughs> to get out of this round. Um, so I like them. Uh, you know, Honestly, the Warriors, I'm I'm unimpressed with both previous champions. I was unimpressed with the Warriors. CJ McCollum gave them all they could handle. They're yeah. just undermanned up there. That's it. That's just all yeah, this too. If Nurkic comes back, they're going to have a problem because they have a problem with size. I mean, they have a problem with playing good basketball. Yes, because the Golden State Warriors play bad fundamental basketball. And this is why we called it last year that they were going to lose. It. You know, everybody loves this style. There's too many turnovers. Way too many. I mean, they play so loose with the ball. It's unbelievable. And not only that, they take low percentage shots. They take low percentage shots. They just have really highly skilled players that yes. bail them out. But really, the highly skilled player that bails them out that's the glue to the whole thing is Draymond Green. Yes. D- on both ends of the ball. I mean, that, but, that game that he put up, it doesn't necessarily monster. show in the numbers. That game that he put up was one of the best games anybody's played all season. That was a crazy complete game. Big clutch blocks. Big three-pointers, big boards. You he's know on, what I mean? He's on the ground. He's doing everything. He's all over the place, man. I saw him kissing babies. Yeah, he's shaking hands. <laughs> Running for president. Like, like, then he got Steph Curry a towel. <laughs> I saw him throwing around Powerade. That guy does it all. <laughs> he and, does. And and But when his mind is right, they're a really tough customer, but they look very beatable. You know, they look, they look beatable. Because you know that Portland is not playing mm-hmm. with – Come on, dude. Portland isn't that great of a team. No, and they were literally in the game until, until the, deep into the, the third, third quarter. I, really, yeah. even at the beginning of the fourth yes. is when they actually separated. Yes. The third, they were. I think they were like. It was tied. Yeah, but the there were like 21, tied, 22 lead changes or something. Yeah, like that. it was back and forth all the way to the beginning. If of the you're fourth. supposed to be that elite squad and elite talent, you're not supposed to be running with the Portland Trailblazers like that. I need a blowout. And I think that they're still adjusting on how do they play with Kevin Durant. Yes. They have to make an adjustment now because you saw what happened when Kevin Durant went down. Them boys went back to work. Steph and Clay went back to work. It was Splash Brothers all day with Iggy Iguodala and all mm-hmm. you know all of them. I feel like they played better as a team without him out there. I it's you know, but it, it's going to be interesting to say because now it's on him. If they if they don't win, this experiment didn't work. After one year, <laughs> you call it quits. No, I'm not calling it quits. I'm not saying they got to blow up the team, but they don't get. You don't go get the one of the best players, arguably the best player in the league, and not go back to the finals where yes. you already were. Yes, you know that that's not acceptable. So I, I'm interested to I, see. I don't think they're going to beat the Spurs. Honestly, I think it's going to be a 4-0 series. This series now, do they play? They don't play the Spurs until the following round, right? Yes. So the, if the, the, if they make it, both of them, them. Let's, them let's assume that both of them make it. Right. I don't think that they can beat the Spurs just because the Spurs have size. They've been there. They have a better coach, and they have. Kawhi Leonard, who understands the game, his basketball IQ is through the roof. And then he has heart to top it off with the tools around him to win. I mean, a lot of the guys old, old now, Tony Parker and, you know, Ginobili. Other, yeah, Ginobili. But they have enough to win. They have enough to win. But uh, 
I mean, it's going to be interesting because if they get caught up, what I've seen a couple times when they play the Spurs, they can get caught up in thinking they want to run, and that's not their yeah, game not at their all. Game. And then they get blown because the Spurs have the same problem the Spurs have always had is that they go through scoring droughts during the game. Yes. And you can't do that with the Warriors. But they can. They can D up, though, and they play D. They can D up. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how they call that series if it comes, you know, if it comes to pass. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it seems like, you know, as expected – Spurs are going to get through Memphis. You know, the next round is kind now, of what, what you're you, What do you think the problem the is with Memphis? You know, Why I think can't a, they get I think, over a, I think a big problem is they don't have Tony Allen in this situation. Um, but I think they need – I think you're dealing with Vince Carter, and even though he's still half man, half amazing, it, you know, Vince is old. I feel like the same way about Tony Allen, though. He's on the other side of his career. He's a, He is on the other side of his career, and that's what I'm saying. So is Ebo, for that matter. Yeah. So you got Mark Gasol, who's a just an absolute stud, right, and, and you got Mike Conley. Uh-huh. And after that – you have role players that you really Powell need to get and, younger. Yeah. 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 You got guys, you gotta you gotta get younger. And and I think that until they get a marquee guy, like they need a guy out of the draft. They need, you know what I mean? They need somebody that's out of the draft that's a young guy, it's a young stud that can run. Mm-hmm. Like if you could put an Anthony Davis on their team. They would be. Do you even think that they need Anthony Davis? I think they would do well. It doesn't have to be that guy that right. great. Honestly, I think they would do well with a mellow. They might do well with Melo. Wow, that's a really good idea. Yeah. And you them, saw and that New drama? York, uh-huh, New York doesn't want Melo anymore. I saw that. I saw <clears> Phil <throat> Jackson talking slick. Well, Phil Jackson doesn't want Melo anymore. <laughs> Seems very personal. Yes. I don't know what happened, but. I feel like time has passed Phil Jackson by, and he needs to let it go. And, but and, but they just reopting. You know, it, time doesn't pass you by when they give you twenty million a year. Time time is under control at that point. <laughs> it can pass you by. So you and you still, and you, well, it can pass you by. And you still cash your check, so everything still seems to be okay. Right. Unfortunately, it ain't about the dough, especially when you're in the biggest market in the country. You can't you can't miss. You know what I mean? You can't miss forever. There are a lot of pundits who are jumping on Phil Jackson right now. They're well, we're gonna see who they get because they're gonna get rid of Melo. And Melo's already made it clear that he's going to go. Melo, you know, for me, his judgment came into question when he should have left a few years ago. And yes. he, he, and he had the opportunity to, stay to do it for the money and but for we being in New York. You know what? This is, to, being fair to him, you don't know what happened behind the scenes or what they promised him because we've seen the same thing, sort of like what happened to King Griffey Jr. You know where they—that's a good point. Yeah, they they bring you in. They say, "Oh, well, we're going to do this. We're going to bring this player." To you. And then, you but know, at the same time, though, I can't front. They brought him players, and he couldn't win. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they, it's not like they had bum squads on paper. Their squad isn't a bum squad now. No. That kid Porzingis. You put Porzingis on Memphis, and Memphis is real. Yes, uh, Memphis is just one player away from me. Yeah, of being the real deal. And you can let Melo go out there because they play defense and they're grinding. They play team. defense, and they need somebody to score. Right, and you just let Melo sit out there and pop them. Yeah, 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 and go to the because he still got buck. Yeah, <laughs> Melo can get you buckets. He can still get you twenty five a night. Yeah. I believe that. I don't know if he wants to live in, in Memphis though. I don't think Melo's. The, do I, I don't think that swag is is made for Memphis. That's why he got out of Denver, and that's why he didn't go to Chicago. Even though Chicago's a fly city, I think mm-hmm. that you know because that if he would have went to Chicago, Balgasol and Jimmy Butler and D Rose, I think they would have won a championship that year. And they played themselves. He played himself actually. Speaking of the next series. Well, uh, speaking Celtics. of this series, well, is is that the Celtics and uh, and Chicago? Yeah, I think you had an interesting analysis of that game. Yeah, what what do you feel about that? I don't think that um, the Celtics really have what it takes. You know, they're the number one seed, but I don't feel like they have what it takes because when you're going against a guy like D Wade, D Wade knows how to win. He, he does the win. small things that and he's, are, and he's currently teaching Jimmy Butler exactly, how to win. and he just like he taught LeBron and the small things that he's doing, which brings the attention. To him, uh-huh, to him, away from the Jim, player who's uh-huh. maybe physically more capable, right? And Bobby Portis, Bobby Portis put up big numbers, yeah. And and they, and they Rondo win. played a nice game, yeah. And they win, 
But you have to have a leader out there, a guy who's been there before to teach you how to do that. And I'm sure that he's corralling those guys and saying, hey, this is what you have to do. And those guys are serious about winning. They listen. Yeah. And if you're not serious, you don't listen and you get blown out. You get blown because out. they're not supposed to be in competition. They don't have no, a squad. No, they, they almost didn't even make the playoffs. Right. They don't have a squad to compete with Boston. Boston should actually sweep them. And it's not happening now. Boston has to watch out. So they, they better watch <laughs> out. So they won't get swept. Well, and I tell you what. Uh, this is what we were talking about. One of the issues of tragedy striking the sports world. Everybody knows that Isaiah Thomas's sister passed away in terrible. a single car accident. 22 years old. It's, it's terrible. I'm going to go uh, a different route. I'm going to run a, 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 a six yard in. Uh, why don't you run a skinny post? I can run a skinny post, but I keep mine thick. <laughs> so here's the issue. I have a very serious problem with all of the cameras being all all on the video. Yeah. All on the record. <laughs> clowning. And so, you know, why why do we have to see Isaiah Thomas break down in tears and so on and so forth? Hey man, this is something that I feel like in and the it's past very personal. or if it was in New York, like if something like that would have if Derek Jeter had an emotional moment or something like that, they wouldn't have put that stuff out. You know, and the thing is is that obviously some things are bigger than sports. This is bigger. This has nothing to do with him being a, right. a millionaire. This has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, because if he can get his sisters back, he'll walk away from the game. He'll walk away from everything. Yes. And and we know that personally. Yeah. You know, and from our own family tragedy. And so it's like this this situation, I don't I just don't feel like this is something that they should have I feel like they politicized it. I feel like they, you know, they wanted to They're create a narrative. Yes. They, yeah, they, 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 they marketed, They're marketing it. it now, and it's not cool because it's not cool. Let the let the do more. It's going to take time. It might take years or whatever, whatever his process is. But be, having cameras, cameras in your face because the fans wanted or anything, it's not cool, man. This is an intimate moment, yeah. and his boy was on the bench with family, him, having yeah. an intimate moment, man. I'm surprised he played, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. I mean, maybe he needed to play for therapeutic yeah, reasons. Maybe so. Maybe so. But I know that what he didn't need was a million cameras, you know, before the game and blah, blah, blah. I mean, you can't front on him. His numbers were stupid yesterday. Yeah. What, he he balled out. He gave you 33. He gave the Bulls 33. He gave you Isaiah Thomas, and he gave yeah. you big points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. King, I mean, but D. Wade, man. I mean, this is, if his body could hold up, Dwayne Wade can give you, you know, he's exactly one of, the greatest players of all time. And he's he can get and he shows it come yeah. playoff time. And this is why he's in Chicago because Miami. If Miami had Dwayne Wade this year, Miami could actually have been a force in these playoffs. One, right. they could have made the playoffs. Two, they could have been a force in the playoffs. Right. But then it turned into a whole ego thing. But this is what I'm saying. How long can a guy go when he keeps doing the right thing and accepting less money and so on and so forth for the organization, and then it's time to and show a little rewarded. love back? Never rewarded. Come on, man. Those so, Carnival Cruises are still packed. Pay Pat, that man. Pat Riley was wrong. He was wrong this wrong, time. Wrong on this one. I think he. I think he played it the wrong way. Yeah, his, his, he was going with the numbers. The numbers weren't right. Yeah, yeah. You got to. I'm not for overpaying guys, but there's got to be some sense of loyalty. Yeah. You know, you, you compensate what, for what he's done in the past in his situation because oh, man, the guy, he's Miami a lot of cuts. didn't have no rings. Miami had no rings, and he's taken a lot of cuts in the past. So that he can get his rings, and they took advantage of him because he wanted he the rings so bad. The city, man, that guy, he literally put on for the city. The 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 Florida State Tourism Board should have kicked in some of his salary. Yeah, that guy's good for Miami. When you're down there, they call it Wade County. <laughs> they don't even call it Dade County. They call it Wade County, baby. They believe, man. They and that guy was good to the city, you know. But such is uh, sport, you know. Such is business. I just wonder when you when you're dealing with these situations. 
you know, what if they put the camera on regular people having these moments, you know? Yeah, if you're at the office. What if you were at the office yeah. and your sister passed and, and you're having these moments? This isn't right. It's not right. But what can you do to convince these people that it's not right? Because everything's about dollars and cents. So we're going to put the camera in his mouth and we're going to watch everything that he says. We're waiting for him to tear up so I can zoom in. Let's get a close up on him. No, yeah. And then we're going to analyze it. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Let him breathe. I'm sure that he's uh, you don't you're not sure of anything I'm at this sure point. Anything. I don't know where his mind is. I, and nor is it any of my business. Yes. I want to pray for the young man because I want him to feel better. Just just because I want him to feel better. Not because I got money on the game or something like no. that. You know what I mean? Really unfortunate. Um, but then uh, uh, the other the other unfortunate thing, kind of skipping, we'll come back to basketball, is you saw the situation with Todd Heap. Oh, your that was man, terrible. Todd Heap. That, that's your I, man. I, I felt so bad for him. That's unbelievable. I can never, ever keep functioning like that. I mean, he's got to be a strong guy. That's terrible. He, I he mean, actually – Shout out and send a prayer out to yeah. Todd Heap, folks, because that he accidentally ran over his daughter she was two in the driveway, break. three years old, ran her over in the driveway – at his home while she was playing, I guess she didn't. He, didn't, he couldn't see her in the truck or something, and they rushed her to the hospital. And she passed away in the hospital, man. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's not just bad enough that this happened. It's terrible that it happened, and then to happen by you, and it, that's terrible too. And then we're sitting here talking about it, right? The world knows Todd Heap as a stud, you know, tight end, tight end. for and, the Baltimore Ravens, and and. and a world champion. A world champion. I mean, a clutch player, big yeah. time ball player. And now this is his legacy. This is this this is part of his legacy. Right. And again, man, as somebody who lives in the public light, and you know, I I, I spent a lot of time. I didn't plan on being on TV. You know, usually I'm paid to be on television. I didn't plan to be on TV at the Clipper game, but it is what it is. You know, they might zoom in on me to put me in a bad light when I'm eating my popcorn or something like that, let alone when a tragedy happens. Nobody's got time for that, and it's you're really asking a lot. Last year, when our brother passed away, was the day that I started work on a film, and it was terrible. And the people were so accommodating and understanding they really, really, I, I really wanted to be as accommodating to them as I could mm -hmm. on this film uh, because everybody from the director, Philip Noyce, to the to the producers, they came to my room and sat and just fellowship with me for hours. Uh, you know, a and really classy guy named Tim DeGray. And this is what I'm saying. Yeah, without any cameras or any of that. No, there's sincere. none of that. It's not about being in the lights and making a show out of it and, and making it entertaining else. for and people. It, and it wasn't about, hey, but uh, can you, you think we could shoot that scene tomorrow? Right. It wasn't about that. And 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 there's so many there's so many things that happen in life that are so much bigger than commerce, and this is something that day by day I see increasing that we have wrong in society. I mean, day by day, where we are so overwhelmed by commerce and materialism and capitalism that we're literally willing to exploit the young man who's going through a family tragedy because it's good for ratings. Yeah. They're, they're selling the narrative of that. That's not to be shared, man. That's that's no, unfortunate. it's personal. It's between him and his family at this point. What we can do is lift him up and pray for him. Yeah, and that's about it. And after that, I have to leave him alone. I can't tell you that uh, you know it's going to get better or any of that stuff. You know, oh man, he shouldn't have been. Charles Barkley was saying how he shouldn't have been crying. It was a bad look and blah blah blah. And for whatever reason, like, hey man, 
That you, everybody's you, different. You, and and beyond that, that's it's, up to him. If that's up what, to him. And then and then and what you find out in these situations is it's actually not even up to you. You know what I mean? You 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 think something can trigger a smell can trigger the person that you remember, right? A a, a, a joke, a, a meal, anything can trigger. Right. And you, you, who knows what can happen? You know. And so I I just there was a I I I had a lot of reflection and disappointment in that when I reflected on it this weekend. Uh, watching these games, especially spending some time with our family and over Easter and whatnot, and you know, it, it's just man, just prayers up for the Thomas family and the Heap family. It's really yeah. tough. Uh, but back to basketball, you know, I tell you, who else looked super vincible was the Cleveland Cavaliers. They should have lost that game. If well, they got comfortable because they had that lead, and then they, you know, and, and Paul George is a stone cold killer. And your boy, but see, this is the difference between teams like them and teams, you know, like the the, the Pacers and the Cavaliers. You got somebody like CJ who wants to take that shot. See, I don't. But see, and this is where we disagree. I actually, I actually blame this time. I blame the coach, and I blame the coach because he called the timeout. He called the timeout. Paul George had just hit a big, big shot, right? That put them uh, up, and then Cleveland comes down. And Cleveland is up one, mm-hmm. right? Cleveland scores and it puts them up one. Uh-huh. For some reason, the coach calls a timeout, which allowed Cleveland to sub defensive players to set up a defensive play. So what did they do? They inbounded the ball to Paul George. LeBron James came over and trapped and got the ball out of his hands. They give CJ the pill, who realistically, that wasn't a bad shot. He pump faked and was wide open. But it's not his shot, though. But here's the problem. I actually believe that that is, I think it's always the open man's shot, personally, because you are an NBA player. You're a professional player. You're a professional I, I player. Agree with that. And that means that on a 16 footer that's wide open, I expect you to hit that at the park. But that's the if problem. If we're at Stevenson Park in Carson, California, I expect you to hit that shot, but, let alone if we're playing for the, for, to, to take. But a just game. the difference with a guy like CJ, he's not supposed to be taking that shot because he can't take it. Paul George should have took the shot because Paul George would have hit that shot. Here's the issue. 95% of the time, Paul George would have hit that shot. They would have ran to the locker room and towels over the head and laughing at Cleveland. But, yeah, but here's the issue, man, is that these guys, I mean, I don't understand what this is, but the body clock on these guys, even though the clock is sitting right in front of you, they never know how much time is left. This yeah. is what was so impressive by Joe Johnson hitting his shot because literally he got that shot off with like one second left or something like that, and that was an actual buzzer beater. The ball, The buzzer went off and the ball dropped. And that was it. Now, CJ looked like he didn't know that he still had enough time to get it back to Paul George. Well, and Paul George said he had to speak on it. I saw that. <laughs> so, because that's not his shot. Paul George understands that he's the team. He understands. He's a franchise player. Yeah, and the ball needs to go to me. Feast or famine. Feast or famine. This if is what I, they if pay I break me it, for. If I throw it off the, the ceiling. This is, this is the Kobe <laughs> Bryant special. Exactly. I got to give it to you. Yeah. But what I don't want to happen is to have the ball boy shooting the, shooting the rock. Well, he's not the ball boy. That's I mean, a, that's he's not a, the ball is, boy. Come on, man. That's a, wow. That's a that's really disrespectful. He's not the ball boy. <laughs> he's not the ball boy. But he in this situation, he's like the ball boy. No, he's not. Yes, yeah, he I mean, is. he was wide open. The ball boy is still being paid. The to, ball boy is wide open too. The, but but the ball <laughs> but the ball <laughs> but the open. ball boy is being paid to distribute balls and towels. And so this CJ, dude, CJ was no. Being CJ there to is distribute. a professional yeah, athlete. But you can't. You can't. He's a professional athlete. Don't negate that. He's a professional can't, athlete. Can't negate that. And in that, he's supposed to hit an open shot. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You got to hit an open shot if you're a professional athlete. Obviously, he can. Well, obviously, he didn't. I can't say he can, but he didn't that time. But my point is, is that maybe it was a wake up call for the Cavs. 
The Cavs look very beatable. They've been very beatable. They look very beatable. All year. No, I had a second half of the year. Second half, but guess what? You got LeBron James on your team, and this is the problem because you take things lightly because you know that the dude really, if you have to, can bail you out. He didn't bail him out that time. And now and well, that they was they, they but that wasn't because LeBron bailed him out. That was because of a dumb that was a boneheaded play on the LeBron other side. LeBron put up big numbers. Oh, his numbers were <laughs> insane. Video game. Yeah. The NBA jam. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could get an NBA jam console doctored is up that, with new that, players. He's hot. He's heating up. You're he's on, on fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's that. That's that. That was a terrible game. NBA Jam was awesome. What do you mean? No, crazy? because all you do is work to get to the spot so you can get them fire, get them on fire. And once you get them on fire, you can just let it fly from anywhere. That's not true. It was two, it was two on two full court. It's awesome. Yeah, but once he gets on fire, dude, it's over. But if you play D, you can't. You don't let him get on fire. It's you like real stop basketball. Uh, no, eventually they get on fire. No, nah, man, you set the roof on fire. No, because everybody's an all star. I mean, everybody was on the game except for Michael Jordan because they couldn't afford it. <laughs> he was player. Player twenty three. Player twenty three with Scottie Pippen, uh, and so. You know, speaking of the franchise with Paul George, I want to play something kind of disturbing. Steve Francis has fallen apart, folks. Steve Francis is one of the guys, and I, I met him, got to hang out with him in Miami, and he's actually got kind of like a reverse scenario. Usually the guys go broke that actually keep their health. He seems like he's lost his health and kept all of his money. So let's see what happened on a DUI stop uh, with Stevie Franchise. Alright, you said you didn't talk with it. Alright, since you're right here, take my phone, don't move your head. So you call it your eyes. There you go, it's pretty sick there. I found it! I thought it smelled from the It was right between me, I was right between me, I was almost right before, I thought I couldn't see it. It was next to the time, but I thought I couldn't see it the first time. Go ahead and get my phone once over. What's more devastating watching that video is looking at those gas prices. <laughs> you just you you took my line. Two dollars a gas? I need to move to Houston. Are you kidding? You kidding me? What's happening in Texas? They're talking about ours supposed to be going up even another thirty cent before they put that twelve on us. Man, they they're making America great again <laughs> down in Texas. <laughs> well, two dollars a gallon. Uh, I wonder how much a gallon he was playing for that Crown Royal. He green. He he went off and called them some group EMFers and take a picture, play with that, watch what happens. You sucker, lock me up, you groupie. Play with my chain, sucker. But my chain is worth a hundred million dollars. So he was out there drunk. Yeah, but explain to the people why is he like that? You know, you think that I think that it's a you know it's why is anybody like that? It's a series of of decisions, mm-hmm. but also access, but also a series of of your reaction to where you're from and where you got to, and it's unfortunate because people debate me about it all the time. Stevie Franchise was as good as anybody in the league sure at was. one point. Stevie Franchise will light you up. And, and him and Catino Mobley. Him and Catino Mobley, but Catino wasn't as good as anybody. No, in but the that league. was a one-two punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but Stevie Franchise, yeah. man, oh boy, could he put the ball in the bucket? Yeah, big heart out too. the gym. Jump out the gym. He's only, I think he was only like six two, six, right? Something like that. But um, it's just unfortunate, man. You know, the more I deal with this stuff, you see, and the more I deal with this stuff, meaning the media, you see that success has just as many 
temptations, pitfalls, as and, and everything else as uh, as poverty and failure. And it's very dangerous. You have to prepare yourself for that. And you got to be careful about the people you hang around. None of us are above the law. Not me, not anybody. I, I really hope that he gets himself together and gets some help because he looks terrible, man. He looks like he's like 70 years old. Yeah, and alcohol is ruthless. No, but that's what I mean. Not He doesn't look like a healthy 70-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, no, like he looks like a 38-year-old that's 70 years old, yeah. which is a problem. This is a problem, man. It, he looks terrible. He really looks bad, and he sounds bad. It'll take him like a long time to recover for a situation from drinking like that for so many years. If he can, if he can, if he can. I mean, his organs, liver, kidney. We swallow my organ, <laughs> kidney, liver. <laughs> uh, anybody who's watched that uh, Muhammad Ali doc knows what we're talking about. Oh man, what's it called? That's my favorite one. Mm. What are you doing? <laughs> I can't take a drink of a refreshing beverage? Uh, no, no. I'm trying to get it. Maybe I was having some gorilla life. Um, but you weren't. <laughs> Maybe you no, weren't. Why you telling people? <laughs> you dirty dog. Uh, but you do have on a nice sweater. Thank you. And that sweater is courtesy of the 5-4 Club. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, for $65 a month, you can experience life and style. Get your spring and summer wardrobe together. Go to 5-4club.com. Use promo code OMAR. And watch your blessings flow. Live a curated lifestyle for your fashion. 5-4 Club, where men shop. So, uh, yeah, man. What was that called? Facing Ali. Yeah, Facing Ali movie. was a fantastic documentary. Maybe my favorite sports documentary. Probably my favorite sports documentary That's ever. That's a great documentary. Great doc. The only, truthfully, yeah, it's one of my favorite docs ever. That's a great doc. Yeah. You just get to see behind the fight scene and the, you know, the way these guys really felt about each other. Yep. Yeah, and how beyond they, the ring, beyond the ring, and how they showed how Muhammad Ali was the the you know the turning point for their careers and their lives. Yeah, and it was a, the 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 respect that he got from other fighters for that was something you want to see. Mm -hmm. It's crazy giving them an opportunity and everything else. Yeah, that goes with it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man. So moving on, unbelievable, man. That Steve franchise, I can't just, I can't get over that. I can't get over how he actually just how he looks. Um, but want to go straight to uh, want to go straight to baseball. Now, in the most unsurprising news of all time, Rich Hill has a blister. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you gave it to him. <laughs> I, I can't give him that. I'm dealing with my own blister problems. But what what in the world are the Dodgers going to do? You give him 16 million per. It's terrible. For three years, at 36 years old, terrible. He throws curveballs something like 50% of the time, and he can't throw the curveball because he's got a blister. I ain't never met nobody with a blister for six, seven months. Man. You need to get that checked out. That might be that thing that you didn't want to pick up. <laughs> but but what what is going on? What do you think that is? He just has sensitive skin. He just has really sensitive skin, right? Uh, what's, what he's it really, a hand model. Yeah, but <laughs> what it really is is that Andrew Freeman made a bad decision. They got rid of that kid Jarrell Cotton for him. Who's really dealing in Oakland? He is dealing in Oakland, and I'm all about the youth movement. You can't keep on recycling these old guys and bringing them in and giving them an opportunity, taking it away from these younger guys. Thing is, is you can use them in a spot situation yes. the way that they used him last year. Yes, they got for their the money's running. worth out of him for the stretch run. And the thing is, is that Rich Hill was due to get paid from someone. It didn't have to be from the Dodgers, right? And now he can't play. And I can't get I can't give Rich Hill that money and Chris Sale's available. No. Exactly. That is just unacceptable. But maybe they didn't know Rich uh, Chris Sale was available. They knew. <laughs> they they I'll always try to give know. Give him the benefit of the doubt. No, they know. They know. Um, 
Yeah, Dodgers. Dodgers. It's poorly played. Yeah, that one was poorly played. But they're playing better baseball than I expected them to. I have to say, they're still having. They still, you know, the Cubs smacked them around. I don't see them going anywhere. I really like what the Rockies are doing. The Rockies have pitching actually this year, and they have. Uh, you know, they always have offense. And they're looking like they're going to have a little bit more offense away from Colorado. Yeah, yeah, because they, they were problem. anemic before uh-huh. outside of Colorado. You have a closer. Uh, you have a small bridge because you have Holland now and uh, the lefty. They need the, they need one more guy. In they ha- that. They, they need- have the lefty. Yeah, but they need. I think they need you, one you more need guy. A, you need a three piece. So I need a three. I think it's the best thing is when you're dealing with Colorado. I think you need that. You know, I think you need. Well, that. they do have. They have a, a youngster in the, in that bullpen that throws hard. He does, but he gets hit. Yeah, and so this like is the problem. You know, you know this, but this is what I'm saying. It, I think does he get hit away spent, from Colorado though? That's what I need to see. I think. I think he. I, I've seen him walk a lot of guys, not necessarily get hit. Mm. And then he tries to groove balls, and then they punish him. Yeah, and so or they just have to take him out. You yeah. know. And I don't think that flies. I think you got to get one more veteran guy, and and either and work that Kansas City Royals model, or you know what I mean. That, well, uh, they have that three guys. Model. I'm trying to remember the lefty that they have because they got him from Tampa Bay. I don't, not McGee. Yeah, Jake, they got Jake McGee. They have Jake McGee. They have Holland, and then they have Adam Antavino. Adavino. Adavino, yeah. Yeah, and he's he's legit. So Adavino throws hard, but Adavino, yeah, I don't know. He's just coming back from Tommy John. So yeah. but last year. So I think that he's effective. I, I'm personally high on Colorado. I think that the Dodgers are like a third place team because the only reason that you can give them a little bit more than that is because of Clayton Kershaw. But consistency wise, I, I know that they pulled off a couple of miracles last year with the way that Dave Roberts coach. I don't think that that's gonna last that long. It's going to be interesting. I think that if Pui continues his play and if, if they can get Andrew Tolles dialed in, to me, I think Tolles is the key to their offense. Well, you have to get something from Jock Peterson besides bombs. Got to get something. You got to get less strikeouts. Yeah. You got to get more contact. There's no discipline there. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And then you went and got Logan Forsythe for some reason, and Logan Forsythe is not pulling his weight, which we thought that was going to happen. Adrian Gonzalez is on the other side of his career. He's still productive, but he's not as productive. And you got that kid Cody Bellinger down in the minor leagues that they probably need to bring up, but they were trying to put him in outfield as well. They're good, but nowadays they're really good for changing positions, and that's right. really hard to do when you're the, the athlete. Right. You've been really playing good. first base your whole life, whole and now life, all of a yeah. sudden they go to left field. The ball doesn't – it's not the same. It's not <laughs> the same. Every position you have to take a lot of practice. But, again, I'll rest on my laurels – you are a professional athlete, I so agree. It's, it's important. You need to be able to make adjustments. Yeah, you got to be able to make adjustments, and that's what you're. You know, that's what it's about. Until you become the man, then you. I mean, look at Miguel Cabrera. Miguel Cabrera actually went from third to left to first. No, I thought he went to right. He was from third to right. No, he was playing left field for a little he? while. Yeah, in yeah, the Marlins, yeah, yeah. I thought he played. I thought he played right for a little while. No, when I think it was when he moved to. I think from the Marlins, he started third, then he moved to left at the end, right when they traded him. When he won the when they they won the World Series, right, mm-hmm. and then they went to Detroit, and I think he was in left, and that's when they moved him to first. I think I could be wrong. Yeah, because they had Preston Wilson. Uh, no, is it Preston Wilson? Mookie Wilson's son. They was playing center field. Mook. Mm-hmm. I don't know, um, but uh, but I think that. Uh, yeah, I think that it's. I think that I heard something that's disturbing for my fantasy team. Um, a little disturbing is that the Mets, who surprisingly have a lot of offense this year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, those guys, their bats are alive. Travis Darno swinging it. Cespedes. <laughs> Jay Bruce is swinging it on my bench. Unfortunately, cost me yeah. the game. As Drubal's doing it, give me a little something. As Drubal's, what a great player as Drubal. The Carrera only player is. that's really sinking it up right now is Jose Reyes. And he, eventually he's going to come around. Yeah, he, he, he knows, he knows how to play the game, exactly. And um, I just think he's out of he's in the wrong position, and that, that might be hurting him a little bit. Might be. But then look at this, though. 
Juris Familia comes back from that suspension mm-hmm. on Thursday. But Terry Collins has said he's not closing with him immediately. I'm not surprised. Why would you do that? Classic Terry Collins. Because, well, this is the theory. It's almost like that Kevin Durant theory. If it's working right now, why are you going to change anything? Well, that does make sense. Yeah. But Familia is the closer. A closer. Yes. And from what I've seen over a the mean years. closer, too. He is. And what I've seen over the years, and who actually got a little extra rest, which I mm-hmm. think will be good for him. What I've seen over the years is that when closers aren't in closing situations, they get jumped on. Yeah. This is why it's so and impressive. And you never what, get your job back. Yeah. <laughs> And and this is why it's so impressive what Andrew Miller was able to do. Right. Because he was able to not close and still shut people down, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. Look at Trevor Rosenthal. You know, Trevor, they took him out of that closing position, which they probably shouldn't. I don't feel like they should have just let him struggle a little bit because he was still young. He's still young. He's still young. And then you just give him, put him back in the situation, you know? Yeah. I just thought that was. There's not a lot of Moe's just hanging around. (laughs) Let's put it like that. Yeah. Him and and Zach Britton. And who got put on the DL. Yeah. Yeah. Forearm. Ten, uh, Ten day. 10 days seems pretty quick for the forearm. Yeah, well, you know, they're going to just, you put him on 10 days, but he's going to stay down there and go through a throwing program and all the other things. Nice throwing program. That's Everybody probably... loves a good throwing program. <laughs> start you out at 60 feet, yeah, start you out. See what's going on. <laughs> and then, uh, and then how about them Pirates, though? Andrew McCutcheon's starting to wake up. Pirates went in there and Wrigley Field and swept the Cubs. Cubs, I, I know people hate to hear it, they're overrated. They were overrated last year until they won the World Series. Yeah, they were overrated last year until they won the World Series, and they were on the cuffs several times of not making it just because of a few coaching decisions that didn't play out the right way. But I don't feel like they're a good team. They're everybody. They're a great team. But I feel like there's a lot of teams out there that can really give them a problem. The Cincinnati Reds are real right now. Cincinnati Reds are real early, but, you know, it's hard to believe in them. But they yeah. got those young kids. Yeah, so that's maybe what they that... say. They brought up those young kids. and they're, they're Is doing... Devin Masarosco back? He's coming back, I think, this week. That's going to be a big that, – yeah. that, that, that guy is serious. You brought up those kids to pitch with. You have Rookie Davis, Amir Garrett. Yeah. I mean, they're they're performing. Guys are performing. Pick them up on the waiver wire. You heard yeah. it here. Um, and then I've I I, uh, I uh, I've heard rumblings about that Ryan Braun to the L.A. Dodgers trade coming back. Would be beautiful, but – But then what? who do they move? What do they do? The Dodgers love stacking up on a good, a good, a good stockpile of outfielders. Everybody in Southern California loves yeah. that. Yeah, because but they would have to give up something. I don't know what they would give up. You would have to give up something like great, but they have to get rid of him before May. They said because then he could decide who he can go to because he has a no trade clause and in the no trade clause he has several teams which I don't know who's on the list, but he has a bunch of teams that he won't go to. Right, but the Dodgers aren't one of them, so they can wait past May for for the Dodgers. Right, know? he's at the house. Uh huh, and that's all. That always works well. Um, huh. Well, we so, got that, and then how about uh, them Yankees? They're real. The Yankees got real, but they started off really badly, and then they got they showed them pinstripes. But you know what? Look at the youth movement. The youth movement in the league is what's making the difference. They're yep. bringing up all these kids, all these And they different gave teams. Lou Severino another chance, and yes, he's dealing. and he's dealing. And then you got an ace, uh, a former ace in CeCe Sabathia, who's teaching the young kids what they need to know on how to win, kind of a la what Dwayne Wade is doing for the Chicago Bulls. Right, because CeCe was a power pitcher. He could overpower you a 97, 98-mile-an-hour fastball from the left side. He's Crazy six, slider. seven, six, eight, and now he doesn't have it anymore, and what he, what is he doing? Dead he, fish you to death. Yeah, he's He pitching. changes, he pitches. He, he yeah. pitches. He's gone away from the power like a Thor would have to eventually do probably 10 years down the line. You know what? I actually think that Thor is like Nolan Ryan. 
Maybe I think Thor's gonna have cheese until he just wraps like 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 Dustin <laughs> Verlander. Yeah. I think I think you know. Yeah, I just live with cheese. <laughs> I'm just a big I guy. Fuzz. I got fuzz. What are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> you trying to do? <laughs> I tell me what you're trying to do. <laughs> Ninety-seven miles per hour <laughs> in on your hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's real. Yeah, man. So that's uh, but but I'm surprised at their bats more so than at their pitching. Why? Those young guys, they don't even have a book written on those guys yet. Really. I really like what Aaron Judge is doing. I hate that Sanchez got hurt. Yeah, and, and Bird, and you think about Bird Sanchez. hit a mammoth shot yeah, yesterday. Yeah, but you're talking about when all three of those guys, it's just going to be like when the Yankees It's going to be like the core four. Yeah. And, and they have more that, kids in the minor leagues from all those trades that they made last yep, year. I just think that they messed up with the way that they treated Batanzas. Yeah, they're going to lose him. And he hasn't been it. as effective. Yeah, they're going. They're, they're paying for it now, but they're going to pay for it yeah. long term. Yeah, because yeah. if you could keep both of them and then eventually transition out of Chapman and transition into Batanzas, I mean, that guy is a closer, man. He's got crazy stuff. Yeah, he's probably got some of the toughest stuff in the league. He's got, yeah, he's got, he's got that good stuff. He's got that funky stuff. <laughs> Small piece. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you got anything else you want to cover in baseball? No, not off the top. You know, I like to just love talking about the game and not just about it over skimming over him, getting details about what these guys are doing. You know, well, you get detailed. That's up to you. That's why I said, do you have anything no, else no, you want to cover? It. Oh, okay. We, we, we dug in. Yeah, we dug in. And, you know, NHL's going down right now. Yeah. I'm I, not that, you know, I'm not that savvy either, but the Kings did not make it. Sorry, Dust, but uh, the Kings did not make it. And so I got to ride with the Anaheim Ducks and play in Calgary. And I might even take in a game. I might even go watch me some puck. Oh, yeah. And the Kings cleaned house. And as they should have. Yeah. They they and the Clippers might have to follow suit if they get eliminated from this first round. <laughs> you whole, know? You're going that route. I'm with you. If they if they can't get out of if they can't get to the Western Conference Finals, blow up the team. Blow the At team. At this up. point, after what? How five many years? years? Four or five years? I need you to get past the conference final. I need you to get in the finals. Yeah. They really tricked it off that year that they lost to the Rockets. Yes. That I thought they tricked that year that they, they lost blew. to Memphis. That Memphis was just too tough for him. I actually didn't even didn't mind that as much because that's when Memphis was actually in their prime. But they tricked against three one lead against the Rocket that year. They could have beat Golden State, right? Then they tricked. Nobody was hurt, no nothing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but but uh, that, that series that got real up north of the border with uh, Toronto and Washington. You know the Caps are the favorites to win it all this year. They they, they got Ovechkin. And those guys, the team is crazy, and they lost a game in OT the other night, uh-huh. which was a big surprise. It's gonna be interesting to see how they bounce back. But uh, I'm going to roll. I'm going to be a homer. I'm going to roll with the Ducks. Go Anaheim. Why not? Why not? And uh, <laughs> a little, little duck, duck, goose. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so we're going to we're gonna segue here into a phone call conversation we had with a player at OTAs. What do you got? Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Penn on the line from the Raiders. What's up, man? Thanks for having me, man. Please. I, I'm, I, I have to tell you, I'm emotional right now. <laughs> I'm emotional right now. I, I, a couple of weeks ago, we had a public breakup. You didn't even know about it, and uh, I was I was all on the I was all on the podcast. Man, I've been a Raider fan since I was a little boy. Man, well before you even joined the Silver and Black, and that was just icing on the cake when you signed up. This Vegas move got me feeling some kind of way. I just wanted to hear from from the players' perspective. You know, how do you feel about it? I mean, you know, it's crazy. You know, I'm the same way. You know, I'm from L.A. I grew up a Raider fan just like you. You know, as a little yep. kid, I grew up going to the games at Coliseum with my pops. You know, we were sitting up top, nosebleeds. I was touching the wall and stuff, but I enjoyed every minute of it. And uh, when they <laughs> moved to Oakland, when they moved to Oakland, it was tough for me then. And now uh, me being a part of the Raiders and seeing how, how much this tradition is and seeing how much the Bay Area loves this team 
and having to see them go through that again, it, uh, it does hurt a little bit. But, you know, like I tell everybody, we have a great owner, Mr. Davis, who loves his fans, loves his player, and loves his team. And I feel like if he's making a decision to go to Vegas, it's the right decision for us because I don't think he would put us in a bad position as a team. You know, I do want to stay in Oakland. I wish we could have worked something out in Oakland. But from my understanding, and especially being back at work today for the first time and hearing a lot of stuff on the inside, Mr. Davis tried to do everything possible to get a new stadium in Oakland. You That's know, what I heard, need, too. We do need a new stadium in Oakland. Our stadium in Oakland is bad. Our facilities are bad. We need new stuff, man. You know, they weren't trying to do it, so he, he had to um, do what any good owner would do and try to, you know, take care of his squad and his team. But I'm with you, man. I wish we would have stayed in Oakland. I, I wish we would have stayed in Oakland. But, you know, one thing I'm telling the team is we got to leave Oakland with a bang. And we got to leave it. Hey, you know what's the trip about that? Is that when I was bumping my gums and I was like, man, I'm done with the Raiders, man. They leave it. To me, the part that hurt so bad was it wasn't just that y'all left Oakland. It's that you leave in Cali. I could accept it being from L.A. when y'all left L.A., but you went to Oakland. I went to school in San Jose. I spent a lot of time in Oakland, man. Oakland's a cool-ass city. So it's not like, you know what I mean? It's still Cali all day. Yeah. And and there's great fans in the Bay Area, man. I was watching the Warriors game uh, last night. I was like, man, the Bay's just got great fans from the Giants to the, you know, the Raiders. I think the Raiders fans are the most committed, but all of them, the Warriors, the, the San Jose Sharks, you name it. They got great fans. But the move out of state, man, as much as I love going to Vegas, it's a tough one. Now, now tell me this, though. With you being a veteran, I mean, I, I God willing, you still playing by the time that y'all move. You've had incredible durability, especially for a big fella. And I know what that's like because I'm dealing with some knee problems myself right now. And then for you to have the kind of durability that you've had to think about playing there, what about these young guys, man? This is my real concern, even beyond my own selfish stuff. Vegas is tough for a, a grown man to go and not get into too much trouble. <laughs> what's, what's, what's a youngster going to do in Vegas at 22 Got some got some change in his pocket and he wanna make some noise, man. That's a tough, that's a tall order, Don. That's a tough ask. You know, and the good thing is, you know, I know that's come up and I know the team and especially the NFL. The NFL have to put stuff in place too, because it's gonna be the first time an NFL team is in Las Vegas. And they're gonna have to put in a lot of stuff too. But the good thing is they have two years to three years to get all that stuff. Got a while to figure it out. Get all that stuff going. But the main key is going to be us veteran players, you know. I, I agree. Talking to the young guys, setting a good example, you know, showing them when to like, – like, like we, when we talk in the thing, like I tell them, like, you're going to have a good time. I tell them uh, Thursday night's a great night to have a good time because Friday's not really a hard day. We'll get out early on Friday. You get your nap in Friday and recover if you need to. And, you know, we're going to have to teach them when and how to pick and choose their days. Right. But they do party because they are young men. They're going to want to go out. They're going to want to enjoy themselves. We just got to have them. We just want to show them how to do it responsible, how to do it the right way. You know, um, Vegas stays open late. We're going to tell them, you can't be out to crack a dawn. You know? Yeah. You don't you know, need to be out till you know, 6. Come you know, home at you know, 2, man. Come you know, home at 2.30. Uh, we might have to set up. We might have to set up. Um, a California, um, a Cal two o'clock curfew. If you're in the club, clubs in California in that too. So when you're in Vegas, you gotta leave by two thirty. <laughs> gotta leave by two thirty. You can nah, do what but, you. Um, you can still do what you want to do. <laughs> yeah, you know. You know the good thing is, you know, I tell a lot of people that they don't see. You know, Khalil Mack and Derek Carr, for them to be so young, they're such great leaders. 
And one of the things they do, they lead by example, not just by talking, you know, and, and, and that's good to be so young and to be able to lead and have a, have a command from your team because I, I, I like to sit back. They make my job easier because I sit back and just watch them, you know, and watch them lead because they're doing such a good job of leading at such a young age. So by that that time in Vegas, they'll be three years older and, you know, they'll be the guys. So and I'm hoping, like you said, I'm hoping I'm still playing by then because I'm definitely going to try to be a big support group of trying to show the guys what to do and what not to do. Um, but it is going to be a process. It's not going to just happen like that. It's going to be a process. There's going to be a couple of slip ups there early. Hey, of so hopefully course. We got, hopefully we just get them out the way early so there won't be no more and there won't be an ongoing thing. That's real. And then beyond that, hopefully it'll be a little bit of a uh, Super Bowl hangover, if you will. Because exactly. I tell you, I tell you the real man, and I give you my take on it. I want to hear your take on it. I feel like if you didn't get hurt, if Carr doesn't get hurt, I really could see you guys in the Super Bowl last year. I really mean that. And what what did you feel like watching the Super Bowl? I mean, the, you they you you missed the game. You'll never miss no game. You missed the game, and then you end up watching the Super Bowl and watch the Falcons blow the Super Bowl. What was just just describe that for me, man? You know, it was crazy because it felt like. You know, it felt like everything was so good for the season until that point when DC got hurt. And, you know, I was having a great, I was having a great season. You were. You, know, that, that, you really that were. Play, that play where he got hurt, it was like a freight accident, man. I, I was taking the same set I always took, man. I took another step and my foot just came, just slipped from up under me. You know, and it's just crazy how that happened. Then the following week, I don't, like you said, I don't ever get hurt. I get hurt. It was like, it was like, kind of like it was like a blessing in disguise. Like he was like, hey, hold up, you guys. You guys got to get a little too cocky, man. Let me let me bring you back to reality uh, real fast. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you guys can work even harder and have that much more honker this offseason going into next year. And then I'm going to really let you guys take it by storm. You know, it's kind of felt like that, you know. And it kind of felt like now we're coming back. Like today, it was the first day back, you know, for our first day back as a team. You know, we had uh, 100% attendance. And the vibe is we left with a bad taste. We left unsatisfied. Last so did week. the fans, baby. So did the that's fans. Because we knew our, y'all had it. Exactly. And that's our motive. And that was the message brought in today from Coach Del Rio to the team. Is You know, I hope you guys ain't satisfied because I definitely ain't satisfied. You know, all, all that stuff sounds good, but it don't mean nothing unless we repeat what we did and do it even better. And that was the message today. And that's the message we're, we're going in there doing, man. We we got a bad taste in our mouth. Man. We, we can't wait to get this stuff started so we get this bad taste out of our mouth. Man, I'm telling you the real I, – I feel like Coach Del Rio's done a great job. He, oh, he's yeah. really – I mean, he's he's done a great job at cutting down the, the, the penalties, improving the discipline. I'm I'm really impressed. I've been watching the Raiders my whole life, man, and and I really felt like last year was a, a real opportunity. Now, with that being said, how do you guys feel – I mean, everybody's heard the rumors. It looks like something's going to be worked out uh, – uh, between beast mode coming out of retirement to play for the town at the house, which is incredible. And w- what's the take on losing Latavius? Do you know, what's, uh, what's, what is, what's, what's the feeling? I, I love to hear you guys at hundred percent attendance at OTAs, by the way, that's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, man, take, take, I love Tate. I wish we could have had Tate back. I honestly wish we could have had Tate back. But you know what? Tay is a good running back. He's a really and, good running back. And he got he got snatched up by Minnesota, and you know he got a nice contract which he earned. And I'm yep. proud of him. And I'm sorry to see him go, and I'm sad to see him go. But Minnesota, y'all got one hell of a running back. I'm gonna let you guys know that he's a great guy inside, on and off the field. And it's gonna be sad to see him go. But 
you know, um, good thing is we still got two young running backs that did a great job last year that were rookies. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm with you. I'm aboard the thing on the Marshawn thing. I'm, my honest opinion is I think it's going to happen. I just think it's it's going to take time. There's no rush. It's first day of uh, right. season workouts today, man. We we got time. It ain't no – it ain't going to rush. I feel like it's going to happen eventually, but it's no rush right now. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. I've been trying to put in my two cents here and there. But, uh, <laughs> you lobbying? You yeah, playing I, politics? I, I, you lobbying on yours? Okay. Yeah, I'm lobbying my butt off. So, uh, I mean, I, I hope it does happen. Um, I'm, I'm thinking we might know something before draft because, you know, something doesn't happen. You know, we might have to go that route. So we're going to see, you know, so we got we got two more weeks toward the draft. So we're going to see what happens in these next uh, weeks. You know, I'm going to try to get that get up with him um, now that I'm back in town in Oakland. So matter of fact, I'm going to hit him up after we get off the phone and see what he got going. Maybe I can meet up with him, get a little insight. See, you see what uh, he's talking about, to, man. Try to persuade him a little more. You know, what and I'm tell saying? him tell him if he come back, I throw in a, a, a set visit to Ballers, man. Tell okay. Him, tell him, tell him he can, he can fall through. He can fall through. We need that. <laughs> we need that. We need yeah, to be man, about that action on set. <laughs> come on. But speaking about that draft, last question for you, man. Well, I got two two more, but but. What what do you think? And I mean, you know, it's not necessarily your department, but what do you think about about trading a potential high draft pick for another Seattle player for Richard Sherman? They seem anxious for some reason to move him. I don't know why. And I felt like the secondary did well for the squad this year, but I don't feel like you ever lose by adding a high end, high caliber impact player like a Richard Sherman. Hey, I love Richard Sherman. He's from my he's from the city, from L.A. Yep. I love his mentality. I love the way he played, but I'm going to be honest with you. Um, the way Mr. McKenzie has drafted the last three years, I'm pretty, I'm almost certain they're not going to give up one of their uh, high draft picks. You know, right. Because he's been on money the last three years with his draft picks. And I feel like he's going to be, he's going to be on money again this year. And I feel like he has confidence in himself in the draft. Uh, if they could work out something else without uh, having to give up a high draft pick, I think they might do that. But I feel like, you know, Mr. McKenzie has been building this squad through the draft. If you look at when he when he drafted Derek Carr, uh, Khalil Mack, and Gabe Jackson, and they both been starters and Pro Bowl players for us. And you look at Coop, you know, what he did with Coop. And, you know, Carl Joseph's coming along. He's going to be healthy next year. I like Carl I, a lot, man. I, so I, really I like Carl like, Joseph um, a lot. Yes, yeah, so I really feel like Mr. McKenzie wants to keep his, uh, his draft. Keep his draft. He's done a great job um, drafting lately. And his signings. I mean, I, I'm telling you, you pick up a vet like yourself. Uh, 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 you pick up your vet on defense too, like Trev. Man, people, people. This is there's been a lot of lot of positive moves. I remember before last season when they picked up Irvin, I was like, man, this is solid. This is it, it. Just everything felt so good. It was almost like it was too good to be true. It was crazy. Yeah, everything man. was falling into place. You, you, you're right. And uh, you know, I was kind. I ain't gonna lie. I was a little frustrated. I'm like, man, we ain't signed nobody this offseason. Man, I'm like, what, what's going on, you know? And and you got to understand, they ain't going to be a big – every offseason ain't going to be that big, big bunch of guys acquisition like it was the year before that. So, you know um, – But I think one of the reasons for that is you guys didn't necessarily need a lot this offseason. That's off what I was just about to say, too. I was just about to say, when you're playing good, you don't have to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, you guys are just right close to being there. It ain't like you far away, you know what I mean? But uh, last question, man, and this is, this is coming from somebody who, you know – Longtime Raider fan, and I really believe that Tom Brady's legacy was launched off that dumb, bad call with the tuck rule that C. Wood stripped him. And uh, do you feel like, like honestly, with the squad last year, that you guys would have been able to bang with New England in the playoffs? Because I really thought that's the showdown that it was coming to. 
man, you know what? It would have been a it would have been a great game. Uh it would have been two high power offenses yep. going against each other. And I actually think that we had the better defense. I think the Raiders had the better defense in that matchup. Um and and they had a younger team which can work for you or against you, you know? Yeah, you know, them, them, them New England Patriots, man. I got I got a special uh, spot for them in my heart, man, because I, I that's one of the teams I still have never beat since I've been in the league. So, Ooh, you know, that's we're gonna change that. that. I really want to play. I really want to really want to get that W against because I played them uh, uh, plenty of times and have uh, came out victorious. So I got a little special spot in my heart for um, New England. I respect <laughs> them totally, though. I I got total respect for them and the legacy and what they've done, but. That's the reason why I want to get a win against them too. <laughs> That's real. They do have such a great legacy, and you know, you know what's going. But I want to get a win against them, maybe more than one before I retire. Well, last piece, man. I really feel like the reason I met you was doing some charity work. We met at that Marshall Falk uh, charity golf tournament out in St. Louis, and you know, you fool around with artists and athletes alliance like I do. You, you do a lot for the community. What just just one quick word, man? What advice do you have? It's so many young athletes who are trying to to make it to get to where you are. What do you have to say to the kids, man? To the youngsters trying to get there, man? I gotta tell the kids, I mean, you, you can do whatever you want, man. Don't let nobody tell you your dreams, man. Always stay focused, and um, you know, don't be your don't be your 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 worst enemy. You know, sometimes some kids they psych themselves out and get down on themselves. Always stay positive and keep working, man, and you know what? I, I am big on my foundation. I got my uh, free football camp going to be in the L.A. area on June 3rd. Uh, if you guys follow me on, on social media, I'll be posting and stuff when I get close to that date. So I'm trying to lock down the location. I'm switching locations this year. But like you said, I am big in um, I am big in my foundation. A quote that always sticks sticks with me that you know a guy told me a long time ago. I got a uh, I got a tattoo on me. Uh, the key to success is to start from scratch and never stop scratching. So if you ever feel like you hit that. Mm. You know, you know, maybe you might have to reset it and then just keep scratching. Don't ever give it up. Oh, man, that's great. And real quick, where can the people find you so they can get that information about your free camp? Where where do people find you on social media? What are you uh, handling? Uh, my uh, Instagram is at DPEN72 and my uh, Twitter is at uh, DPEN70. And we'll be getting it out. We'll get begin press result, press releases out. And uh, my my PR people, EAG Management, they'll be getting stuff out. You can follow them, too. They'll be posting stuff. And the good thing is, which I'm proud of, this would be like my seventh year doing my camp. And my camp's totally free to all the kids. But, and, and what's better than that? This is the give back. That's the real right there. Well, Donald, man, I wish you well. I pray for your continued good health. And uh, I really, I thank for what you do to the, for the community and for the kids. And and I love the squad, man. I'm just a little hurt right now. You might be able to talk me back into getting on board, at least for a couple of years while y'all still in Oakland. Oh, yeah. We, we, we got to get you out here. We got to get you out here next year. And you're in that Coliseum and see how live and see how, how it's rocking. And you're going to bring it right back immediately. <laughs> bring it right back immediately. Ah, there it is. Hey, man, thanks a lot. I really appreciate having you in those on. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. You have a good one anytime. What a great call. It's hard going through a breakup with the Raiders. Yeah. I don't know. He might have changed my mind. Who knows? Um, Until they move to Vegas, that is. Mm. Yeah, they look like they're going to pick up beast mode, though. I huh? mean, come on. Um, And so, folks, we just want to throw you a shout out. You Feel free to bring us a call. We'll play you on the air if we think you are up to code. Our number is 323-254-ZONE. That's 323-254-9663. 
Is it three two threes or four two four? Four two four. Feel free, folks, to give us a call here at the Ozone. We'll throw you on the air if you think you're up to par. You can catch us at 424-254-ZONE. That's area code 424-254-9663. Going to leave you today with a great quote, a mysterious quote. Some people feel the rain. Others just get wet. That's from Robert Nesta Marley. Folks, it's been a spirited edition of the Ozone. Thanks for tuning in and rocking with us. We plan to give you more and more and better and better all year long. Ozone. Ozone. Here's a chance to dance our way Out of our constriction Call the beat freaking up and down The hang up alleyway With a groove I only got We shall all be made